The LGBT push takeover appears to be nearing its completion. President Biden flying the pride flag in the midst of American flags over the weekend at the White House. California is set to label parents who aren't gender-affirming as abusive, and Girl Scouts can earn a new patch shows their pride. All of that today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Welcome into the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Justin Hall here with you on a Monday and plenty to get to today. But I just want to remind you that if you missed any of our episodes last week with interviews with Attorney General Alan Wilson, as well as Representatives Trantham, Aremus, and Cromer, you can go back and watch those on our Facebook or YouTube pages. And of course, you can listen to those on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review, leave a comment, let us know what you think about the show. While you're doing that, it helps us out to get feedback from you guys and to know what we can be doing to keep you better informed here in the Palmetto State. But we have a lot to get to today. As we mentioned off the top, the LGBTQIA2 division sign ampersand plus takeover, which has been creeping its way through society and really as as sort of like the blob, beginning to really take things over. The month of June, by the way, this is Monday, June 12th at 1026 a.m. in the year of our Lord 2023, where you're halfway through Pride Month. And the president, over the weekend, decided to celebrate in a big way, had a big shindig at the White House um, on June the 10th. And here's a, here's a tweet from the president on June 10th. Today, the People's House... Your house sends a clear message to the country and to the world. America is a nation of pride. And from the balcony looking toward the National Mall, where you have the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial, there displayed proudly, it's not the American flag. No, no, no. It's the flag that we all now pledge allegiance to. And that. The trans pride progress flag. No, it's not a normal rainbow flag, which I do want to point out a rainbow. If you remember from your academic years in elementary school, you go by the acronym Roy G. Biv, right? A rainbow has seven colors. Notice the rainbow flag is a bootleg type flag. Much of what Satanism is is... Um, a, a cheap knockoff of Christianity. And so it only has six colors, but this flag is a little different because it's not just the rainbow flag, it's the trans pride progress flag, which means the rainbow goes to a certain point, but then it has this weird triangle cut and then black and brown and blue and pink to represent transgenders and, I guess, black and brown people. I mean, because we're just going based off of immutable characteristics at this point when it comes to skin color. Anyway, the point is, this is a center stage. Now, if you haven't seen the picture by now, I'm sure you have. This Pride event, and again, they're going to happen. It's just, these are going to happen now. And I'm not saying that I should be okay with that. I'm not saying you should be okay with that. I'm just saying that these are happening now. And especially with this president in the White House, they will continue to happen. But on White House grounds, 
hanging from the White House. We have the trans pride progress flag being flanked, flanked by the American flag. Now, position of prominence on stage is for the American flag to be on the right side. Anyone who handles any VBS or any major events know that, right? At Vacation Bible School, you do the pledges and stuff. Everyone knows that the American flag has prominence because you're in the United States of America. Huh, I, I, I don't even know where to begin here with some of this garbage at, at this point. What's interesting is that the president appears to have been violating U.S. flag code. According to Cornell Law School, the flag of the United States of America should be at the center and at the highest point of the group when a number of flags of states or localities or pennants of societies, that would be the pride progress flag, it's a pennant of society, are grouped and displayed from staffs. Now, I, I, a lot of people are keying in on the grouped and displayed from staffs portion of this. Draped across the White House is the same thing. It's in fact more significant. What we have here is you are now to pledge allegiance to this flag, and if you don't pledge allegiance to this flag, you're a racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic bigot, and you deserve to be castigated and removed from society. We'll violate our own flag code in doing that because here's the thing. They don't care about the flag code, and they, I mean leftists, do not care about the flag. Anyone engaging in this level of push on this issue. They don't care about the they don't care about the American flag. The American flag does not represent us all, they say. Right? Like the American flag was of a nation that had slaves, guys, and so it's not so this country's not for African Americans. Oh, uh the American flag uh fought imperialistic wars, so it's not for anybody else. Stop. Our nation has a flag. The 13 stripes represent the colonies. The 50 stars represent the states, or 57 if you're Barack Obama. Red represents the blood and the sacrifice that was shed for the nation. White, purity. Notice what's not in the trans pride progress flag. White. So, the point in this is that the American flag is literally being given a back seat to the Pride Progress flag. And now I, I get it. Maybe you're Justin, you're being a bit you're being a bit too harsh with your take here. You're you're really hammering down on the White House here, and I don't think that's okay. Well, let's go to what the president said. At his LGBT plus Pride event, this is what the president said. This this quote. It's everywhere, but specifically I'm reading from Fox News. You're some of the bravest and most inspiring people I've ever known. And I've known a lot of good folks, Biden said Saturday. Quote, I see more courage in this lawn than I've seen in any time in the recent past. Two weeks ago, he was speaking at the graduation of the Air Force Academy. Two, two weeks ago. Read them. 
Read it again. I see more courage in this lawn than I've seen at any time in the recent past. Now, when he gave that speech to the Air Force Academy, he told them that your class is one of the most diverse classes in the history of this academy or any academy to graduate. That's why we're strong. Our division makes us stronger. Our diversity makes us stronger. But we're going to play on your diversity to make you hate the other people. The president also said this. You know, you know, we all move forward when we move together with your joy, with your pride lighting the way. So wait. Who? Who's running the country? So today, let us proudly remember who we are, the United States of America with a pride flag. He didn't say with a pride flag. I'm adding that in. So, and maybe you're still skeptical. You're saying, well, this is just the president. Nobody else. U.S. Department of Education still has the trans pride progress flag as their logo. Most people have the audacity and the gall to stop. After, like, one day, Major League Baseball, we'll get to them later, uh, they moved their logo back to normal after a day. Here locally, the Columbia Fireflies just had their Pride Night recently with a sacrilege national anthem singer um, who had duct tape on the back of his jacket talking about protect feminine boys and uh, quoting Bible verses, let everything, the Bible verses, I believe, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, or 14, let all that you do be done in love. Again, not really an understanding of what love is, but we, we won't go into that conversation today. So the U.S. Department of Education still has their logo. So if, again, I, I want to say this to everyone out there. If you think there isn't a concerted push in the education system, you're really far behind on this. And if you're saying, well, it doesn't happen in South Carolina, well, the U.S. Department of Education kind of runs education in the United States. Leave that there. The Department of State tweeted this on June 1st. Why are LGBTQI plus rights important? We kick off Pride Month with some inspiring stories from some of our colleagues, and they give us three. One is a foreign service officer named Seth Adams who is gay. He's speaking to us in front of the Trans Pride Progress flag. Uh, talking about how he's proud to be an American and proud to be gay. The next one is from Ambassador Beth Van Schack, who is speaking from another part of the world, and she's wearing rainbow butterfly wings while she talks. I mean, are we serious right now? These are the people who are running our country. Are we serious right now? So the Department of State has done this. There are some, by the way, that I won't be able to find, like the U.S. Navy, who changed their cover photo. It appeared to be like... Um, the the planes were leaving, you know, you got your vape trail your vapor trails, like they were leaving rainbow vapor trails. The US Air Force, however, has not taken down their tweet from June 7th, which says June is Pride Month, hashtag Pride Month. The Department of the Air Force proudly recognizes and celebrates generations of LGBTQI plus service members and their contributions to our hashtag Air Force and hashtag Space Force. Now, I remember when I was told that Donald Trump Founding the Space Force was stupid. But this picture that they show, here it is on your screen. So we have the United States Air Force emblem, celebrate Pride Month, and then across the skies, you know, off we go into the wild blue yonder. We have the trans pride progress flag, but it's just the stripes. And then there's the silhouette of a soldier. And the soldier appears to be saluting. What is this soldier, and I won't assume the soldier's gender, what is the soldier saluting? 
the trans pride progress flag. There's a video going around uh, from San Francisco where the San Francisco first responders, fire, police, EMS, whomever, are in uniform as the pride flag is marched to the pole and run up the flagpole and they're saluting the pride progress flag. I'm sorry. I get it. There are a lot of folks in Christian circles that will not even be okay with, you know, talking about pledging allegiance to the country, that are that are allegiance to a higher kingdom. And I get all that. But we do live in the United States of America. And the last time I checked, the American flag is red, white, and blue and has 50 stars. We salute that flag. We're saluting a flag that no one has fought for, no one has died for, no one has sacrificed for. And, and we're just going to let this happen. We're, this is just how it is now. Because when you put that flag front and center at the White House and you fly it over your embassies 24-7, 365 in other countries, you show that the flag of this country is ever increasingly not the American flag and ever more increasingly this horribly designed flag. It's atrocious. It's absolutely terrible. And what it stands for is even worse. Speaking of things that are even worse, we go to California. Reason 32,487,562 think that my math is right there, of why you might not want to live in California. This is real. A California state bill was recently amended so that parents in custody battles may be liable for child abuse if they do not affirm the gender identity of their children. AB 957, that's the bill number, which passed in the state assembly on May the 3rd, It's now going to the state senate in California. Originally proposed that courts deciding custody cases must consider whether each parent were gender-affirming of the child in question. The amendment has added to the state standards of what constitutes parental responsibility for child welfare, requiring that parents must be affirming of a child's gender identity if they are to be judged fit for providing, quote, the health, safety, and welfare of the child in a court of law. If the newly amended bill were to go into law, parents who do not affirm this new standard of health and safety for their children may be found liable for child abuse and have their child removed from their home. Democratic Assemblymember Lori Wilson originally wrote the bill, along with State Senator Scott Weiner. We'll talk about Senator Scott Weiner in a second. The bill was introduced in the legislative body last February. Now, let's talk about Senator Scott Weiner for a second. Senator Scott Weiner. Uh, moved several years ago to lighten the penalties for those found to be committing acts of pedophilia. Senator Scott Weiner has also advanced a separate bill requiring foster parents to affirm the gender identities of children coming into their homes. So when you foster a child and your child, the child comes into your into into your home, and it's a boy, and they say, "No, I'm a girl." You have to go along with that, regardless of how you believe and what you believe to be. Basic fact. And last year, this state senator, Scott Weiner, introduced SB 107 
that would make California, quote, a haven where LGBTQ children could obtain permanent sexual changes without parental consent. A spokesperson for Senator Wilson tried to downplay their, the concerns over this amendment. It's not saying affirmation is the most important or determining factor. It's one of many factors that a judge should consider while working out a custody agreement. Basically, this is saying that let's say parents are going through a divorce, which we can have the conversation about why these things shouldn't be happening anyway. Parents are going through a divorce. There are children or is there, there is a child, and the child has claimed to be gender non-conforming or non-binary or uh, transgender, and one parent is fine with it, the other parent disagrees vehemently, does not believe that their child is a female. We, we, we played a video from MUSC a couple of months ago dealing with this kind of thing. There's no set standard here. It's up to the judge's discretion as to whether the parent has been affirming enough of the child's gender identity. Do we see where this could be a problem? Do we see where this can be a tool used to take children away from their parents? Get out of California. This isn't the only thing they're doing. But understand, this literally, literally erodes away parental rights. Now, this same state has a governor that says he stands for freedom. Really? If, if Governor Gavin Newsom signs this bill, it will just be one more example of how Governor Gavin Newsom is a fascistic governor who will do nothing more than to clamp down and make sure that no alternative view can be given to the liberal, secular worldview that he so desperately wants to espouse nationwide. This is vehemently villainizing parents who do not agree with a debased idea that their child is another gender. A state Senate hearing on this bill, AB 957, will be held tomorrow, Tuesday, June 13th. Perhaps we can get Jonathan Keller from, from our friend out in California with the California Family Council to come on here in the next couple days to talk about this bill and the other things going on in California. But yet, yet again, another example. You have being pushed from the federal government and every apparatus therein, and now you have states like California who are willing to demonize parents and take children away from parents because the parents believe something that up until five minutes ago was settled. And now suddenly it's not. We talked about the hallowed month of Pride and what Pride Month means. We talked about a Toronto Blue Jays player a couple of weeks ago that got into some hot water over some comments he made on Instagram about Bud Light and Target. Anthony Bass was a pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. He has since been picked up. We'll get to that in a second. Pitcher Anthony Bass was designated for assignment. Designated for assignment means get out of town. In Major League Baseball, you can be sent down, you can be demoted to the minor leagues without being designated for assignment. Demoted to the minor leagues just means you got some things you need to work on, you know, you got to improve some different things. We'll call you up back to the bigs when you're ready. 
Designated for assignment means we're getting rid of you. It's like being cut in the NFL. So, Anthony Bass shared an Instagram post in in late May, right before the hallowed month of Pride. We have many feast days for Pride. Bass shared an Instagram post that called for anti-LGBTQ boycotts, that's CNN's language, of Target and Bud Light over their support for the LGBTQ community. They're, they're fudging here and referred to the support as evil and demonic. Basically, Anthony Bass, as a Christian, believed that Target selling tuck-friendly swimsuits to children wasn't exactly right and is pretty much demonic. Of course, he bowed to the woke mob and apologized. On this past Thursday, he expanded, saying he was sorry for any harm or hurt that he made toward the pride community. However, he stands by his personal beliefs. You can't can't apologize. It doesn't work. Understand, you won't be able to apologize. You will never be... Here's the... (laughs) You really want to go here today? I think I do. You know the difference between Christianity and wild leftist secularism that bows its knee to the idols of the pride movement? There's forgiveness and grace in the arms of Christ. There is no forgiveness and grace over here. None. Zero. Anthony Bass apologized. I'm sorry for any hurt or harm that I might have caused folks. I don't agree with you. I still have my personal beliefs, but I understand that I might have offended you, and so I'm sorry. Now, if you do that over here, if you you ask for forgiveness, the Lord is gracious to forgive. He is ready to forgive, and he will forgive. A contrite heart he will not despise. But over here... It's never enough. Your penance paid is never enough. He was booed relentlessly at every Toronto Blue Jays game. On Thursday, the video itself, obviously I took it down. I just felt it was too much of a distraction, right? But I stand by my personal belief, and everyone's entitled to their personal beliefs, right? But I also meant no harm toward any groups of people, and I felt like taking that down the second time was the right thing to do, not being a distraction. As a team, our job is to win baseball games, and that's my focus. Bass said he did not perceive his post to be hateful, but he understood why some would view it as hurtful. The 12-year Major League Baseball veteran said he had a productive meeting with Pride Toronto's executive director, Sherwin Modeste, earlier this week. See, here's the thing. Now he's got to, I got to re-educate myself. I have to really take this time to learn. Well... As a message for the fans who may be against participating in the weekend's festivities, Atkins said the organization will continue to make sure that this is an inclusive environment where we will not stand for behavior that makes it otherwise. So, right before Pride Weekend in Toronto for the Blue Jays, I believe they were playing the White Sox. I could be wrong. Anthony Bass was designated for assignment. He was cut. He's going to be picked up by the New York Mets now. I feel sorry for him. Go from one, go from the frying pan to the fire on that one. So he gets picked up by the Mets. Designated for assignment means that the Blue Jays can trade Bass in the next seven days. They can put him on outright waivers. He'll be released, claimed by another team. He was. Bass has been a pitcher for a long time in the major leagues. He's 
pitch for the Padres of San Diego, the Houston Astros, the Texas Rangers, the Chicago Cubs, the Seattle Mariners, the Miami Marlins, the Toronto Blue Jays, and now the New York Mets. So, listen to what the general manager Ross Atkins said. Ross Atkins said that Bass's performance on the field was the reason behind the decision. Performance was a large aspect of the decision. Distraction was a small part of it and something we had to factor in. Now, I will nerd out for a second. If any of you know me, I am a baseball junkie. I'm I'm a I'm an avid fan of the Atlanta Braves. And so I follow baseball, Major League Baseball, probably more closely than most do. And what you what you deal with here when you're talking about dealing with performance. ERA as a relief pitcher is probably some of one of the most important things, that and your whip rate or your walks and hits per innings pitched. Those are probably your biggest things because your sample size for a relief pitcher is not like a starting pitcher. Starting pitchers are going to go five, six, seven, maybe even eight innings, not so much in today's baseball, but five, six, seven innings. Relief pitchers are going to be asked to pitch to at least three batters. You have to pitch to at least three batters. Pitch an inning, maybe two if you're a long relief guy, but usually it's one inning at a time. You pitch your inning, you're done. Now, in on opening day, Toronto played at St. Louis. Anthony Bass appeared in that game. He pitched a third of an inning, gave up one hit, one run, it was earned, and he walked a batter. So his ERA, his earned run average, immediately one run in a third of an inning means your ERA is 27. <laughs> that is not good. Since then, he's worked his ERA down. His ERA in the month of April was 6.23. So again, larger sample size, more games, your ERA is still a little elevated, but it's 6.23. His ERA in the month of May... 1.8. 1.8. He got cut in June, like a couple days ago. He pitched one game in June. It was against Houston. He gave up three hits, two earned runs, and a homer in one inning pitched. He pitched 28 pitches, 19 of them were strikes. His ERA in the month of May was 1.8. So if performance is the issue, a 1.8 ERA is pretty good for a relief pitcher, guys. You might not follow baseball as closely as I do, but I'll tell you that's a really good ERA considering he had 1, 2, 3, 6, 9, 11 appearances and had a 1.8 ERA. It's pretty darn good. Of course, this all happened on around May 30th, May 31st. He pitched against Milwaukee. Pitched great. Gave up a walk. Struck out a guy. An inning of scoreless work. But then... He did the thing you should never do, and that is transgress the progressive pride left. When you do that, ERA be darned, you're getting designated for assignment. Hopefully, Anthony Bass finds greener pastures with the New York Mets. Now, I will say I hope that when he plays the Atlanta Braves, he does not find well-pitched uh, games, but that's neither here nor there. Good luck to Anthony Bass as he lands with the New York Mets. And we'll continue to track his situation. Now to the Girl Scouts. This is a document from the Girl Scouts. GirlScouts.org. LGBTQ plus Pride Month. Fun patch recommendations. Dear troop leader, volunteer, parent, and or caregiver. 
Thank you for taking part in Girl Scouts Multicultural Community Celebration Fun Patch. I am a Girl Scout. We're stronger together. Sounds like Chick-fil-A. And by acknowledging the diversity, heritage, and contributions of our multicultural communities, Girl Scouts can find a new way to make the world a better place. Following a few recommendations, following are a few recommendations for you to consider as you prepare to participate in the LGBTQ plus Pride Month celebration. I am a Girl Scout fun patch. It's important. Oh, sorry. Before starting on the LGBTQ plus patch activities, familiarize familiarize yourself with words and concepts as found in the GLSEN's key concepts and terms. Oh, goodness. Commonly used to describe lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, and queer identity. You don't have to know everything before talking to your troop. In fact, you might even consider admitting what you, do, what you don't know. Conversations can be a wonderful opportunity to learn from each other. It's important for your troop to be meeting a, a welcoming place where all its members feel safe and included. So create a safe space when sensitive topics come up. Do this, that, and the other. We got your crisis hotline. So the Trevor Project, obviously they're going to really pump that Trevor Project stuff. Then they go into June. June is LGBTQ+. Where's the IA? Where's the 2? This is pretty non-inclusive if if I do say so myself. So you can get um, a Girl Scout patch. for. We've got plenty of activities for you to choose from. As you join the LGBTQ Pride Month celebration, you'll discover and learn your way to earning a fun patch. If you're a Daisy, a Brownie, or a Junior, you need to num- you need three activities. If you're a Cadet, a Senior, or Ambassador, you need six. So here are your activities in art. I won't read through all of these. Sketch a portrait of a member of the LGBTQ plus community, past or present, whom you admire. Then write a paragraph or draw a picture about their contribution to our country and why you chose them. Make a music playlist featuring 12 LGBTQ plus artists. Talk about which songs you like the most. See, that's the problem right there. That's weird. Make rainbow flags to celebrate LGBTQ plus Pride Month. Watch and share with your friends a movie or documentary about LGBTQ plus in the his- history in the U.S. Some examples you might want to consider including Milk 2008. That one about Harvey Milk. Just read about Harvey Milk. We Were Here, The Outlist, and Stonewall Uprising. Memorize a poem by an LGBTQ poet. What? Then you can read about the Stonewall Uprising in 1969. Watch Pride, the story of Harvey Milk and the rainbow flag. Here we go. Attend an LGBTQ plus Pride celebration in June with your family or your troop. Read a children's book featuring LGBTQ plus characters. Here's just a few recommendations. Love Makes a Family, Stonewall, A Revolution, I Am Billie Jean King, I Am Jazz. Make a list of three LGBTQ plus athletes, the sport they participated in, when they competed, and the awards they won. Have a watch party with your family or your troop of New York University Stonewall at 50 documentary, currently streaming for free on YouTube. All of that. To get a pride patch. A pride patch. Now, the Girl Scouts were at one time, as the Boy Scouts, a significant, wonderful organization that taught people how to be good citizens and how to be a positive role model in society and how to help people. 
Now, the Girl Scouts is just another avenue to continue to saturate your children's brains with trans and pride ideologies. So, if you're in the Girl Scouts, you can get that LGBTQIA plus fun patch. Woohoo! So, as I said off the top, the LGBT plus whatever takeover is nearly complete. You got the president flying the flag front and center. You've got military branches posting um, salutes to the flag. You've got our State Department flying it everywhere across the country on technically United States soil. You've got Governor Gavin Newsom and State Senator Scott Weiner and others in California who are pushing to take children away from parents because they are, quote, not affirming of their child's gender identity. You've got Major League Baseball players who can't even have a personal belief about society and cultural norms because it doesn't fit in the current LGBTQIA plus nonsense that's being pushed. Not to mention what we talked about last week when it comes to actual Christian organizations like Chick-fil-A or shows about Jesus, the chosen, excusing what the pride flag represents. It's not, you don't understand. You don't understand. You just, you just don't get it. Be very careful and understand the days we're living in. That's all the time we have on the show for today. I want to, again, thank you so much for watching and listening to our show each and every day. We appreciate your support more than you could ever know. If you want to get the podcast version of our show, you can do that. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And when you go there, make sure you leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, make sure you follow the show, subscribe to it. That way you get notified every time we go live. You can also watch our show on YouTube, on Facebook, or at palmettofamily.org. We have all of our shows available there for you to watch and enjoy. And also, when you go to palmettofamily.org, make sure to sign up for our email newsletter uh, to get updated on everything going on across the state and the things that we're focused on here at Palmetto Family. Also, if you feel so inclined, we can only do this work because you invest in our work. So go to palmettofilmy.com slash donate. If you want to invest in our work, you can invest one time or you can become a monthly giver. And we really do appreciate your investment in the work that we're doing as we continue to try to make South Carolina a place where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished. For our entire staff here at Palmetto Family, I'm Justin Hall. Thank you so much again for watching and listening to the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show.